0: behind the curtain of the softly training lab with the softly performance podcast the pinnacle of human performance is out there and we intend to find it
1: and that means we're back guys welcome to another softly performance podcast sitting down with our famous registered dietitian brooke west hello brooke hello so, guys, thank you for uh, all the feedback that we've been getting on the podcast so far, actually. It's been really cool. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been really great to hear some of the feedback and everything else like that. It's, as the company's grown, we, we're starting to get this information. And it's really cool to see that all our, all our past work that we're doing is kind of doing something really, really good for the community. And we're going to continue doing it. And- kind of brings us into this next show that uh brooke you actually posted on instagram what last week about like show like what do we want to talk about on the show for for our listeners and the biggest one that came out that you actually were like i want to do this one was this current show we're about to do which is on how to navigate through the d fact
0: yeah i get this question so much via email or social media and I have visuals for people that are interested and in they're visual learners. And we're going to dive into the details today on the podcast. But I think this is really important for a lot of our customer base is um, the DFAC. And when everyone would say that, I didn't know what the hell it meant. So <laughs> you're going to have to walk me through this as a civilian, like what the DFAC is like. And we're just going to talk about that to start because I had to look up what it stood for. And what I found, it stood for a dining facility on yeah. a military base.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, being in the military for for multiple years and living on barracks and living within, eating at DFACs and all that good stuff, I never knew what it stood for either. I thought it was like department facilitation, something, whatever else, but I looked it up today too and it's actually dining Facilities facility administrative centers. Um, so, you know, the DFAC is a place where, you know, the chow hall is actually pretty much free and I'm not gonna say it's free, it's like being taken out of your paycheck every month to go to the defect if that makes sense so it's like being taxed to eat for free for the month Um, so it's
0: kind of like college where you have like a meal plan that's part of your tuition almost
1: yeah exactly that's exactly what it is right and and the cool thing about this is that, that we can eat clean in there and then most of the time, it comes down to what's easy, right? Because let's be honest here, a lot of the military personnel who walk into the D-Factor on tight schedules, you either have a 30 minute lunch or an hour lunch, just like everyone else in the real world. Um, but most of the time, people are either trying to get a PT session in during that time or they just gotta get their food and get back to work so they can work. So. You know, the military personnel run into the same problems that every civilian runs into during lunch, right? What is the easiest thing to eat if I don't prep beforehand? What's around me? And usually the defect is what's right, right there with us. And, you know, there's multiple different options that are given to us. But, uh, you know, a few things that I want to point out are portion control and the fast food line because...
0: <laughs> See, yeah, someone that- described it like almost like a mall. Like you could get actual what? They said maybe Pizza Hut is there.
1: Yeah. So it, it, it changes, it, you know, depending on what military base you're on, like from my experiences from being in Camp Pendleton and then being on, on deployments and then being down in Coronado, seeing all those different defects and actually, you know, the army has really good defects. I'll tell you that for a fact. The military, the Marine Corps defects are not up to par as the army is, but they're still there and you still get those things. For example, you know, I remember when I was in Afghanistan out in uh, South Sinjar, I'm sorry, in Iraq and South Sinjar um, area, we went up to a a local army base and they had they had burger king they had pizza hut they had uh, Reuben, uh they had like a sandwich line inside the d they had an ice cream bar they had um your fast food line and then they had your regular food that they give you with a salad bar
0: <laughs> what
1: <laughs> oh can't forget the cinnabon cannot forget the what? cinnabon like a
0: real cinnabon
1: Oh, they had a Cinnabon company like there. There was a Cinnabon company there, and that's where you can go get the little tiny mini Cinnabons you see in the malls. They had them on base that's in Iraq wild. in like two thousand, like two thousand eight, like on like literally two thousand eight. They had that inside a. Oh inside my god, of, this is hall. blowing
0: my fucking mind.
1: Yeah, so it's it's realistically like you 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 don't miss out on food. Like there's food there, right? It's just now, how do I make that conscious effort in terms of picking what I want to eat?
0: Right. I mean, it's honestly that's what you have to navigate every day. But I'm sure if I was walking into a giant cafeteria smelling Cinnabon every day, I would probably be faced with a challenge. I don't know if I could have the self control. I so I can understand why that's hard. If all of this is included, and you're like, well, why not?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's kind of one of those things. And even too, like I was just at the Recon Challenge this past week, and um, I got to talk to some of the students there that. You know, are going through basic reconnaissance course and going through BRPC, which is your basic reconnaissance, you know, in doc before you get to the schoolhouse. And I was like, hey, how's the chow hall, you know, nowadays? Because I remember when I was an instructor there, when I went through the schoolhouse, the portions were fucking very, very small. It was like one of those things where it was like, here's your piece of chicken. And it was smaller than my hand, right? If someone can see my hand, like smaller than that, and they'll give you a little bit of potatoes and give you a little, and not real vegetables. It was just gross, right? And then all of a sudden, you only had. 20 minutes to eat. Were they just starchy
0: vegetables? Like corns, peas? They had corns
1: and all that good stuff loaded with sodium and everything else like that. It was just thrown in there. You know, it's just one of those types of things where everything comes in a bag and it's just warmed up that way. Right. But then we go ahead and look at the salad bar and the salad bar has a plethora of things. Cottage cheese, fruits, breads, salad, like you name it and you can get whatever you want from it. And that was the cool thing about it, right? Is the fact that, well, I can eat healthy, if I'm limited to a certain amount of food, but when you go ahead and give me A, B C and D and multiple options, now that is where things get tricky. you know like that is the problem. So realistically the defect it, it, it's it's like a, it's like inside a mall you know how we look at the chow hall or the mall what do we call the food the, the food ports court. in the mall right It's similar to the same thing depending on what military base you are on and I'm pretty sure a lot of people who listen to this who are are military they're going to be like man it's probably it's it's improved way more than that or whatever else and or it's still the same and how do we navigate through it still right and that's the big question is like how do i navigate my my the best way i can to go ahead and 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 have a healthy lifestyle while i'm in the military you know i used to have buddies who would stay fuck the chow hall and would buy a george foreman grill and a rice cooker and put it inside their barracks room now is that legal probably not it's probably against the rules but that was the way they did it, right? Because yeah. you can cook chicken, you can cook burgers, and then you can cook rice inside there. And that was the that was the game that was a game changer for most people. And then you can yeah. go to the chow hall and take fruits and whatever else and you have a healthy lifestyle, right?
0: I had a but, friend that was recently deployed and he I don't know if he brought it with him or bought it, but he put a slow cooker, like a in his room to make his own meals. Yeah. Which probably you're not supposed to do. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not going and recommending that. But in the DFAC, is there not options where you can just get rice and vegetables uh, and a lean protein? It, can you, you mix and match? Can get,
1: you can mix and match depending on what the meal is for the day. Right, okay. so it's not always the same. Some defects will have your your you know your healthy area where it's just chicken breast and rice and vegetables, um, but they're again they're very stingy on it, and due to the fact that they have to feed you know, multiple number of individuals coming into that. So when I want to have two, four ounces of chicken breast with two cups of rice, I can't get that. I can only get four ounces of chicken with half a cup of rice and veggies. And now I'm under eating, you know, so it's kind of like, where do we play that happy medium at in terms of, of being able to have portion control and, and really hit the, 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 the mark in terms of calorie intake when we need it.
0: Right. I think you're going to have to get much more creative, it sounds like, in the DFAC if you want to stick to healthy options. But I think the real world rules when I say at least 75 to 80% of your diet should be real food, real fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains. The other 20 to 25% can still be one morning if you smell that Cinnabon and you're like, this pecan cinnamon roll which was my personal favorite back in the day is calling my name that's okay mm. you know it's just kind of again about balance you might just have to be a little more creative in the dfac it sounds like
1: no and, and that's really what it is right like when i was an in instructor of the schoolhouse at at uh, brc back in like 2011 2015 it was one of those things where i would have to tell the students like hey look guys i know you're not gonna to be able to get all the food you want so you got to take advantage of the salad bar. And why? Because just like you mentioned right now Brooke, right? I want to make sure that most of your foods are going to be, you know, vegetables, you know, proteins and carbohydrates and fruits and all that good stuff. And the salad bar gave that, right? They had cottage cheese, they had fruit, they had healthy alternatives that you can pick from so that you can eat Along with what you were getting from the main line of, of the defects.
0: Right. And something I want to highlight is if you, they're only giving you four ounce portions of protein, which probably is enough for a lot of people per meal, actually, if you need more and you might, depending on your goals and your needs and your activity, you can always grab something like cottage cheese, yogurt, other low fat dairy products, uh, eggs. So yeah. maybe they have hard boiled eggs. I don't know they in some way. Yeah. So you can also kind of build your protein portion that way. You're just going to have to get a little more creative. Also, plant based proteins, legumes, um, things like that would be really important to add to that plate.
1: And it's actually a really cool point. You brought that up because legumes actually are a, a thing they have there. Right. We see that they have like different types of beans that you can eat that are in the salad bar to put on your salad. Um I know yeah, my go-to. Nuts too,
0: like nuts are a healthy fat and protein, so that would be a good thing to add on there.
1: Yeah, you know, my go-to a lot of times when I was down there at the schoolhouse whenever I had to eat with the students, um, especially when I had to take my chow was, you know, I'd get a piece of chicken breast with some type of starchy potato or starchy carbohydrate and then from there I would load up on the salad bar. Um, due to the fact that it was just more filling for me and I and I didn't mind eating from that area and it just kept me fuller longer compared to me sitting there and trying to crush um, massive amounts of, of chicken breast and starchy potatoes. It was like, okay, this is just easier, I gotta kinda, and it was me kinda leading by example to show the students like, hey, you can eat this way also without having to worry about the burger line or whatever else. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? And, that's, and, and, and this is a different situation because of the fact students that are in a selection-based school just need calories. So it's kinda one of those things is like, well, If the fast food line is a faster line and I get more food there compared to the healthy line, guess where they're going to go?
0: Question They're going to go there. So when you see in movies, people like timed lunches, shoving their face, is that the reality?
1: At boot camp it is. Yeah, boot camp it is. And then when I, you know, we used to make, I mean, I don't know if it is still now, but yeah, you give the students, hey, you have 30 minutes for lunch. Once you walk to the door from the first person sitting down to the last person sitting down, that's a time cap. So if you're the first person in line, you have that whole 30 minutes to eat. If you're that last person in line, you have 10 minutes to eat.
0: This doesn't sound healthy for your digestion.
1: Oh, no. You know how long it took me to get back to normal eating and eating slowly? A very long time after the military like started to finally enjoy my food and actually chewing my food instead of inhaling it
0: Because <laughs> digestion starts in the mouth like take your time take your time start that process and that'll cause a lot of GI issues and you won't have enough Enzymes and stomach bile ready to go by the time it hits your stomach if you're just inhaling it
1: You know, it's it's crazy that you actually bring up the whole this the start process of the digestive systems in the mouth right because of the fact that I know at that time period, these students and, and and myself and everyone that's gone through a selection-based course or whatever else understand that their body is in such a high state of just a sympathetic drive due to them just always going lack of sleep and everything else that one thing that we can control is the food intake that they do put in, right, and, and educate them in terms of like, hey, I know you have to eat super fast, but make sure you're chewing your food so it does break down your food so it doesn't cause as much stress on the gut so you have more energy now to recover other places than trying to break down, you know, one ounce piece of chicken instead of you crushing it multiple times. So where now it just dissolves naturally into your gut, you know, and it can't be broken down the right
0: way. That's very true. And that's good advice. My biggest thing when people talk about what to do with the DFAC is I like to talk about building your plate around activity level. And so when you're talking about in selection, they're obviously going to be considered like high activity, hard training days yep and I have three different kind of lanes I like to put stuff in. Easy training, weight management, which maybe yep. is more appropriate if you're deployed. If you're you're in a situation where you're not working out two hours or more or two a days or what might be going on depends on I guess your position as well that you hold in the military and what you do, your job. And then moderate training, moderate days, which is really the baseline for where people should start thinking about should I go up or down and then those really hard days where you're just r- burning it down and that would yeah. probably be most days where you're talking about having students at the schoolhouse
1: yes yes correct right and that's that's across the board for all selections right like you're just burning it down and, and on, let's be real here like you know when we were down in Coronado the de facto in Coronado for the buds guys and for our guys going through was unreal we want to talk about getting as much food as you want that was a place to do it. And if everyone's been through, you know, BRC, I've been down to the defect on Coronado, they know how well the chow halls are there in the Navy, right? They're super, super, super good. And that was the difference between our, our defect and going down in Coronado. We used to say like our students performed better when we were down in Coronado due to the fact of the nutritional intake compared to the way they performed when they were up north. So um,
0: what was different? They got more food or was the quality of food?
1: Quality and they got actually an increase in food. So quantity and quality was increased, which led to better performance for these guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Absolutely. A hundred
1: percent it does, right? It goes back to the idea like you're talking about when you break down those, you know, the three of uh, the three the three activities when you talk about activity-based eating and it's just one of those things. And we even see that wrong now today, let's go and take an occupation in terms of like as a support guy who works in, you know, the admin or works in the supply unit, you know, that's where we see the problem is the overweightness is that right there. We see that right away. I I rarely see, rarely see an overweight, you know, military dude or, or female you know, who was super active due to the fact of their job, right? And all the other good stuff. So I, I think the problem we see here when in terms of like how to navigate through the chow hall and how to understand activity based eating, coming down to like, you know, intuition of it, is those who aren't working out as hard and aren't working as much or are burning it down every day due to their job are actually eating more food compared to the person burning it down. Right. And it actually needs to be the opposite. That's right. the funny part. That is the thing right there. It it is all relative. I kind of want to start
0: actually and talk about the moderate baseline. So I'm going to talk about the in-between. I'm going to separate it as easy, moderate, and hard. So on those moderate activity days, this is your baseline. So think about uh, you you have a day where you're working on a technical skill, maybe one workout, and then you've got an endurance or a strength in the other. This also would account for if you have a really active job, this is your baseline and the way to build a plate is pretty kind of equal in thirds. So you want a third lean protein and we, I kind of touched on this earlier, but this can be poultry beef, you know, wild game, lamb, fish, eggs, but then also things like dairy products, nuts, legumes, soy products. I don't know if that's a thing in the D facts, soy <laughs> products, tempeh, tofu, Anyway, but you can kind of get creative there, but a third of your plate really is going to end up a fourth to a third being lean proteins. Then a third of it is going to be grains and these are going to be more calorie dense. That's really the point of why a third of your plate should be these whole grains. So things like pasta, rice, that's also going to be starchy vegetables, potatoes, cereal, corn, peas, and legumes actually are also, you know, a carbohydrate source. So that's why the food choices make such a big difference. And then the rest of your plate should be vegetables. And you always want a variety of raw and cooked. So if you can hit up that salad bar, get some raw veggies and some micronutrients that way, also get some cooked and get it in that way. And, you know, fresh fruit is always going to be a good thing to have as snacks on the side. I'm a big, are you allowed to take, do they have fresh fruit that you can take with you? Yeah. They have
1: bananas, oranges, and apples. Um, they have, peanut butter, they have jelly there. They have all those things that you can grab.
0: So I would definitely grab fresh fruit to have as a snack with a little bit of some type of peanut butter or something as a fat to go with it. Uh, if If you're not hungry, then you'll certainly be hungry later, especially if you really are having two workouts a day or even one workout and an active job. And it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, everything there is probably cooked in some type of fat or oil.
1: Probably. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like again, like I remember going and pick up like lunch bags. So this is another thing you get to laugh at, right? Like our lunch bag for students who didn't get to go to defect got, they're called bag nasties. And everyone listening knows if you know what bag nasties are, you're like, man, those are fucking so good, but so bad for you. Um, because they came with two pieces of fruit, a bag of chips and a sandwich.
0: Why are they called bag nasties? Is the is the sandwich gross, or is it just, it's just not a good meal? Because
1: they're cooked in the morning, and you probably are they made in the morning or the night before, and you don't get them till the next day, so they're considered bag nasties.
0: Oh, this doesn't sound <laughs> good. It also doesn't sound like enough fuel, really. It's, either it's, it's not at for all for the like average you, male. It's which not, is not at all. You most actually. Of the, uh, Customer base there.
1: <laughs> it's not at all. We had guys like we would I would have to double up my count on bag nassies. So like if I had 30 students, it would be like, all right, cool, let's go ahead and, and ask for 60 or 60 bag nassies because I would want to give my students two bags so they can eat so they have the calories, right? So that is the idea there. But going back to the de facto, you know, when I used to go pick those bag up. I would walk in and just look at how they were doing things. And honestly, dude, everything inside there was already pre-packaged. And all they did was either put them in boiling water or they put in something else and mixed it to get it going. So yeah, it, it, it was filled with preservatives. It was filled with a bunch of fat. It was, again, is it the super healthiest way to eat for us? No. And, and is that a mark that we're missing in terms of our military defects? Correct. Can, are they getting better? Yes. But again going back to the whole idea of navigating to the to the defect. This is the problem is we don't choose those things. We like to go to the burger line with French fries, you know, because again, we keep talking about it. The calories intake is needed. So, you know, it's delicious.
0: I, I, and you just made me think of this. Sorry, I have to share this meal idea. Make a salad on a plate. You put French fries on top. That's your man. carb source and your fat. Obviously, then you put protein on top. Sounds weird. It's one of the greatest things ever. I'm going to go ahead and coin that as Brooke's DFAC meal of the day.
1: Wow. It's so I, good.
0: But see, you, you just have to get creative.
1: That's actually really good. That sounds like something like a college student would do.
0: Well, I had a lot of experience as a poor college student.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I,
0: I think it's showing.
1: <laughs> that's actually like, but that's the cool thing, though. Is that's the things you can do. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think it's one of those things when in terms of of oh, the idea of the defect is it can be a positive way to eat if we look at it positive. And that's all.
0: Right. And right. it sounds like it's much more cost effective. If it's already something that you're paying for out of your paycheck, why would you not take advantage of that? And don't use yeah. it as an excuse for like, oh, well, I gained all this weight when I was deployed because I couldn't turn down pizza every day or you know, whatever it is. No, like just, just enjoy things in moderation and understand that you're fueling yourself for your job, for your livelihood.
1: Yeah, so that's another thing I want to bring up, the deployment eating, right? Because and on deployments, the de facto open pretty much pretty much twenty four seven. And if you were a nighttime uh person who was working at nighttime, they got to get mid rats. And mid rats is pretty much Um, they're open from a certain time to a certain time where they're cooking hot food and giving you that but then also they have the sandwich bar and the sandwich bar is where you can burn it down and get a lot of calories and actually eat relatively healthy because they do have wheat bread, they have sourdough, they have multigrain, they have white bread and then you can pick whatever protein you want, whatever fat you want and whatever whatever carbohydrate and whatever vegetable you want to put inside there and then you can go warm them up and then crush them. And that is another way that you can look to get more calories, especially at nighttime. That was, that was a go-to for sure, especially because of the fact that you just weren't getting enough calories or you just didn't get to eat during dinner time. And that's another thing too, right? On deployment chow halls, there's no limit on food. Realistically, you can go up and get as many, uh, you can get as many as you want as long as you're, you know, you're being respectful to everyone else and not cutting lines for, for, for seconds. Yeah. Like a s- <laughs>
0: That's awesome though. Well, and Yeah, that's really awesome. I think that makes... I was surprised when I first started this job and I was getting um, customer service inquiries from people and so many people would be like, I'm about to come back from deployment and I've gained all this weight and I need to cut it back. And I was really confused because I guess my perception was you would lose weight I don't know why I thought that. And then someone, I think it was uh, D was telling me, no, we have like, oh, Charlie's and Pizza yeah. Hut and, t- you know, we have all this stuff. And I didn't realize the D-fact included all that.
1: Yeah. So and sometimes what happens is the D-fact DFAC might not include it and it might be outside the D-fact in other areas. Right. So like when you're on a deployment, there is multiple times there's going to be different uh, different places to eat. Like I said, Cinnabon, Pizza Hut, Burger King. Um and then within the chow hall as well as you have other things you have your ice cream bar you have your you have your sandwich hot bar you have you know there's some places that will do like greek food once a week and we'll do mediterranean food like, yeah that's a good whole, healthy cool, option though yeah they used to do uh steak and lobster sometimes on certain what? nights A little
0: surf and turf yeah yeah so yes you're
1: 100% correct can we eat healthy on deployment 100% do we choose to no because, again, automatically we're on deployment. We're being deprived of our normal intake and, oh, I don't want to eat that because I eat that all the time at home. I want to eat this because I'm on deployment and I get to say that I got to
0: eat it. You're just treating it like a vacation? <laughs> I guess then I should move into the the easy plate and what that would look like then. Yeah. Because we're talking about deployment. So if you're on deployment and you're not as active or you're trying to work for weight loss, some, some type of weight management for some reason – Um, This also applies this like this visual plate. If you're trying to, you know, taper for a competition of some kind in a sport, you know, it depends on your sport, but that's when this easy plate should be half vegetables with some fruit, those raw veggies, cooked veggies, and then a smaller portion, like mm, a fourth or less should be those grains that we had talked about. Things like cereals, breads, legumes, rice, the other part of your plate, like a whole fourth would be lean proteins. And you still want to have some fats at each of these. When I talk about the moderate training and the easy training, you want about a teaspoon of fat or less, I guess, with your easy training. But keep in mind, you're also getting fat from other sources, depending on your animal proteins, probably some vegetables are cooked in butter. So that teaspoon could be something like um, nuts seeds like seeds on your salad a little bit of cheese something like that.
1: Yeah, so what I want so this is I'm going to be playing the devil's advocate from this end because I know I'm pretty sure we're going to get this is I don't know how to measure my food.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, right? so well, we're talking
1: about e- we're talking about the easy moderate and hard. Yeah, and we're giving out these things, but well, so
0: this this is where I think this plate visual comes in handy is I'm saying fill half of your plate. I'm not saying pile it full of vegetables and fruits because honestly, you can get a lot of calories through fruit and doing that through other vegetables. I'm saying fill your plate, but don't pile it high. Like it's okay to fill it. So you don't see the bottom. That doesn't mean it needs to be five inches tall, full of strawberries. Right? So that's why I think this plate visual and I have actual, handouts that I send so if you're listening to this and you're a visual person please email me at brooke at and I will send this to you I've sent this this is probably the thing I've sent out the most to people because they Hell find yeah. it helpful to have a visual um, when it comes to fats so I forget the exact measurements but like you think of your thumb the top half of your thumb would probably be about a teaspoon your whole huh. thumb would be closer to like a tablespoon ish Um, depends on your hand, but these are rough estimates. And the point is that if you're consistent with these rough estimates, you're going to be okay. It might not be a perfect teaspoon or tablespoon, but you're going to ballpark that. So that's a a good thing to focus on. Another thing I want to bring up beverages. What are beverages like in the DFAC?
1: You you have it all we have milk orange juice apple juice you have sodas you have water you have tea you have coffee I mean anything you get anywhere else. So the beverages are are open, and it's it's all you can drink
0: (laughs) See that's a huge thing though a lot if you're drinking a soda every day if you just cut out soda You would probably lose about a pound a week Wow, so Hmm. because it's just if you're drinking real Cokes and the big ones you don't need it and it's all sugar so If you're going to pick things, I recommend picking water, especially if you're out in the desert. So I would pick water. A lot of the times, fruit juices, everyone thinks, oh, it's a juice. It's healthy. Actually, not really. Yes and no. You're definitely going to get some micronutrients, but it's lacking fiber a lot of the times. So it's a lot of sugar. So if you want to, especially if you're trying to have an, if it's an easy work day, not working out, rest day for you, or you're trying to lose weight, actually diluted juices – would be an option, or just stick to water, honestly, yeah. or or non-fat milk if you really like milk. Yeah. So
1: this kind of goes into the next thing, and then we we see this all the time, right? Overweight military personnel have to learn how to eat in the defect to lose weight, and that is something that I feel that is missing in an educational piece for these individuals who are on this. We call them B, uh, BPC. Yeah, I think it's BPC. It's like it's just another term for individuals who are overweight and need to lose weight pretty much right like hey this is what you need to do this is how you need to eat. and realistically there's no education to these individuals that i know of when i was in i know it's changed probably now i hope it has but it's like hey we need you to lose weight but it's not given no education to them whatsoever it's like hey you need to eat better that means we're gonna limit your portion control and that is all they do so they don't go in and tell them like, hey, you can't eat at the, the hot dog line or the pizza line. They can't do this, but they can. But we just need you to have smaller portions. And I think that is where we're missing the mark in terms of that, right? When we go ahead and look at utilizing the, the defect because the defect can be, again, like you said, cost effective is huge, Right? understanding how to navigate and educate yourself on what is healthy and what is not, and when to eat and splurge on the things that you see in there, right? Because again, it happens, right? There's always, and, and I guarantee you, there's every every single defect has an ice cream machine with a cone next to it, and everyone always goes there for their snack, right? That is something that is super yummy and super go-to. So. You know, that's the kind of the point that I want to understand is like if you are someone who are listening to this and you are overweight or you are looking to, you know, eat healthier in the de facto, like these are the ways to do it. Like it's not like we're not telling you. We're literally sitting here telling you how to do it, and that's just the best way to this is our best approach to make it
0: happen instead. Right. And that's why the composition of the food on your plate is changing. No matter if you are trying to lose weight and you have an easy day or you're trying to fuel gain weight your plate should always be full. What's happening is we're just going to change the composition and the foods that you're choosing. Are they less or more calorie dense? Yeah. They should still be full because you're not going to be satisfied if you get a half a scoop of ice cream and a half a burger because you're on portion control. So you're just setting yourself up to feel like shit because you're not getting the nutrients you need. You're not going to be full. And it's just setting you up for disaster. But in every single scenario, it's a full plate. And it sounds like you might have to get creative with how you meet these guidelines and getting all these fruits and vegetables and the lean proteins. You might have to switch lines and maybe that's not realistic for selection. But if you're deployed or somewhere else, take the time to just be mindful of what you're putting on your plate. If you have the time, you can do it. Light bulb. I know like this light bulb. I want to move into kind of what a hard day looks like. Okay. So this is if you have two workouts, this is if you're like, are you apex while deployed (laughs) or you have a super, super active job and a hard workout. Or if you're just trying to gain weight, put on muscle, maybe it depends on your goals. This I'm going to consider a hard day. So the plate should be half grains. Sounds like a lot but it's necessary to have those carbohydrates to really fuel activity levels. So again, pasta, rice, potatoes, all those starchy vegetables, corn, peas, half your plate, a fourth of your plate is going to be lean proteins. You can still have things like beef in there. I just would limit your beef throughout the week. You know, just do it a few times a week. Don't do it every day. And then the other fourth of your plate should be vegetables. And then you can have some fruit on the side still, something to take with you and grab, just like on those moderate days. And then you can have more fat. So on a hard day, two tablespoons of fat, really. So that can be things like avocado, oil, nuts, seeds, cheese, butter. Uh, if you're really working out and this is necessary, it's okay to get creative. A little, Play a little fast and loose with your food choices in that sense. But still remember, whole grains are going to be better than white. If you really like white bread and you're anti-whole grain or sourdough, fine. Get yourself some refined, good old-fashioned white bread. That's okay. But just make sure you're trying to eat at least half whole grains. So even if you just did oats or something like that, that's a whole grain.
1: So since we're on the hard day, I just want to throw this out there. And this is the GB3 D-fact meal. Brooke's going to hate me for it. But this is, this is go. a go-to. This was a go-to when, when I was... When I was getting after it, burning it down 24-7. I would do a big old salad with nuts, croutons, cheese, cottage cheese, macaroni salad on top of it, mix it all together with a couple of fruits, and then I would get their pizza, and then I would get the chicken and put the chicken on top of the pizza and crush it that way. And that is how I used to get my calories in when I was burning it down all the time.
0: That sounds delicious. But if you think about it, you're getting all your carbs, a ton of veggies, and your protein.
1: Yeah. That's, I wouldn't and, and eat that's, pizza
0: every day, but I do approve of George's fact meal.
1: That was, that was not a, a meal every single day. I think I would do that meal like on a Friday. It was like, cause we call it bulletproof Fridays. So whenever Fridays come around, it's pretty much just a, a sleigh fest all day and you just need calories when you ate. So that was my go-to. Um, yeah.
0: well, and if, especially if you only have a certain amount of time to eat and you have other things to do, that's when you need nutrient dense stuff like pizza.
1: Yeah. And that's when I would eat it. Like it was like, Hey, you only got 30 minutes, 20 minutes to eat. I, you know, it's like, all right, cool, let's go crush this real quick and put it down. So that was one thing. Again, we're not saying that having burgers, fries and pizza and all that stuff is bad for you because we're human beings and I enjoy all that stuff. So does Brooke and I ate it plenty of times when I was in the chow hall. Um, but it's still one of those things we look at. One thing I do want to bring up are diets, While trying to eat the de facto, that is something that I've heard. For example, I was talking to a kid at the schoolhouse last week. He's a big time follower of Softly and everything else like that. He's like, "I'm getting ready to jump on the keto diet while I'm in selection prep and at the schoolhouse." And I was like, "Pump the brakes!" Sounds like a
0: terrible idea
1: which it is yes and, and and to each your own i was like look man i was like after your selection and everything else you want to try playing around with the keto diet or eating a higher fat diet that's cool it's like i'm currently on a higher fat diet but i still eat carbohydrates i was like but i don't consider myself keto um i was like but where you're going through right now is like you're gonna be so mentally taxed and so physically taxed that you're gonna need every single calorie you can get from carbohydrates fats and proteins so that is something that we have to take in consideration. Can you eat a certain type of diet in the d My answer to that is yes. If you need to follow a low-sodium diet because you have some kind of problems, can you eat that in the d Sure, you can. You just have to be very, very careful in what you picked. Do you want to follow a keto diet while in the defect and not during through a selection and you're just doing your normal things? Sure, you can totally do that too. But understand that, that those are not always gonna be, um, what's the word? a reliable diet, a sustainable right. diet and a reliable diet to maintain eating through the defect. And that is kind of the idea that I want to put out there in terms of this show right now because we get that all the time. Well, I'm on this diet, I'm on this diet, I'm on this diet. I'm like, like, how the fuck do everyone follow these different diets? Like, I just eat because I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think my biggest thing as a dietitian is to, I want to remind people the diet and eating pattern you choose should be something that is sustainable and works for you. There's never going to be a one size fits all. So if keto or, you know, whatever eating pattern works for you, it agrees to your body. You feel great. It's something that you can do and not struggle with and feel like you're fighting or you're missing something in your diet. Do it. That's the diet you're going to succeed and stick to. That's really just the biggest take home. I think I have for people because we want this magic silver bullet This one answer of what's going to work for everyone and what's going to fix my problems. And the fact of the matter is that just doesn't exist. So you need to pick what's going to work for you. And when you're in selection thinking you're going to be keto, that doesn't seem sustainable. However, like you're saying, maybe if you're deployed and you want to be keto and that's what you prefer and you like and your body and you know, you're functioning well on that. Cool. You can do that. Just make time for it. So definitely just pick eating patterns, you know, and be mindful. I think um, I'm writing an article about this now, but we all tend to think these digestive issues we have are normal. They're not. So pay attention too. your body is going to give you immediate feedback as to what's going on. So you can decide what diet does and doesn't work for you.
1: Yeah, that's that's the funny thing too, right? Is like, and that's another big thing too. I want to bring up because like, I never realized this when I was when I was an in instructor. at The schoolhouse was the digestive problems. I used to have students, you know, where we're walking patrols and doing all these other things. We would I would see these students either start throwing up, having problems, or even constipation due to either MREs or due to the defect. And and it was one of those things. Is like, well, what did you eat yesterday, or what would you eat today before coming out here, or like whatever else? And it's like, oh well, I had the the pizza line and French fries right before my eight mile ruck run and it's like man is that is that actually a smart thing to do before going into a, a high intensity like event like such because that does demand a lot in your system or we would get individuals you know who would go ahead at lunch break would go ahead and put down a full thing of soda thinking that that's was something healthy for them to do right quick story side tangent 2010 got back from a uh, got back from a mission and we were in the defect and again we hadn't seen civilization in a while, let's just put it that way. <laughs> and we walk in and we're getting ready to sit down and eat and there's this group of higher ups that are all overweight. All overweight. And they have, all three of them have this 7-Eleven Big Gulp drink. And I'm like, you had to have that melt out to you or you brought it with you on deployment. But what they would do is they would go to the soda thing and fill it all the way up, and this is like a sixty-four ounce big gulp Seven Eleven. If you remember the back in the day, those big gulps they used to have,
0: yeah, they were like buckets,
1: exactly. And 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 these individuals were putting them with nothing but soda, and it was I'm like mind blown by it. I'm like i just got back from a mission where i saw nothing but you know whatever else living out of people's houses eating fucking local food and you're over here sipping on a 64 ounce fucking big gulp of coke (laughs) (laughs) i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me right now like how is that even possible and 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 that is the problem we see right again i'm just i'm just mind blown with the fact that 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 you know I have to fall into that category too. When I was a young young buck in the military, I used to just eat all the pizza and french fries and had no idea what I was doing um, because it was just something that I thought was sustainable because that's kind of the background I came from. And being in a position now, you know, be able to see that. And even like with my with my you know, with my family and everyone else like that, it's cool to be able to sit here and explain to them what nutrition is and how well it can add to our longevity and sustainability of life over time. Right. And that's the biggest thing there. And the word that I like to use right now too is recoverability right? Like, understand that whatever you put into your system is going to have an effect on your recoverability from whatever you're doing, mentally and physically, right? And that is the problem. that That is the key that I'm looking there, right? If you're a tactical athlete, eating out of a defect, you're not just looking at eating for nutritional base for health-wise, you're looking at recoverability. How well can I recover and how well can I do this? For example, I just got done with a big weekend of running. I put like 50 miles in with like 7,500 feet of climbing, and yesterday, I was, not gonna lie to you, Brooke, if you would've had me do a podcast yesterday, it would've been really, really bad. I was <laughs> mentally out of it, but it was one, because a lot, Like I ate throughout the those two days, but I needed to get calories in, because I was running for six hours, another four hours both days, and it was just one of those things That's that so yesterday, crazy. yeah, then yesterday, I ended up eating five times, and I did no red meat, none whatsoever, Everything was super clean and super, super easy on my digestive system. Woke up this morning feeling like a hundred bucks.
0: I hate that word clean. Don't use the word clean. Food's not dirty.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. But you, ate,
0: you ate very, that's one of my pet peeves. You ate really low fat, lean proteins, which agreed with your body because you needed to just have carbs and lean protein.
1: Exactly right. Like, and I'm back to a higher fat diet today. Like yesterday was just high carbs because again, I knew that I was in an overtraining space that i needed to recover and the carbohydrates was the goal um so you know coming full circle with all of this is the idea is like understand that nutrition is going to have an effect on performance on cognitive function on your recoverability and overall sustainability of quality of life if you approach it in the right way
0: exactly and that's why it is so important when we're talking about military personnel like it's even more important your job and sometimes your life depends on it. Yeah. So, you know, treat your, treat your body like a well-oiled machine.
1: A hundred percent. Sweet. I mean, honestly, I mean, there's not really, I mean, you have any que- other questions? I have no questions on, on this. I mean, it's pretty straightforward about the defect and how to navigate through it.
0: Yeah. I'm just like, I'm fast. I'm fascinated by all of it. I kind of want to just go inside one to see what it's like, I was... just to see the hustle and bustle and like, I don't know, light bulbs. I just get to hear about it through y'all.
1: That was my light bulb was how about we see if we can get you into a chow hall in the local area and you go and try and figure out how to create your healthy meal and then we can post it and be like, hey, we did a podcast on navigating through the chow hall. Here is our registered dietitian, Brooke West, now showing you how to.
0: (laughs) I feel like I get in so much trouble like walking into DFAC. I would absolutely look like I don't belong. They'd be like, what is this chick doing here? Can civilians even go in there and eat?
1: So we've had civilians go in there and eat before, and, and we've actually, I've actually seen this also. We've had, at the schoolhouse, we had a couple psychiatrists and a couple dietitians come in back in the day to see how everyone was eating and what the choices were to make better decisions. So that is a possibility. That's why I was saying if we, can, if we can work that to see what we can get you in there so you can do that so we can create some more um, information and valuable content for individuals who do listen to the podcast and follow Softly, I think that would be really cool.
0: Because because I like that. where this is going. This this sounds like fun.
1: It, it, it really Maybe is. Maybe I'm I I'm can get Doug to,
0: to take me down to brag or something.
1: There it is. There it is. I mean, we do have a bunch of military personnel or former military personnel in, in, in Lead, so I don't see. I the- do
0: have a giant box of MREs under my desk that we're going to tear open and start playing with for some content.
1: Oh, dude, I could go into talking about multiple different ways of how to eat MREs in the healthy way and the non-healthy way because... <laughs> living off of deployments and MREs and then with the students, that was one of those things where it's kind of like, well, you have to figure this
0: out. <laughs> yeah. You have no choice to, you have to figure that one out. Well, this was like a good episode. I feel like, um, and I want to again say if you've listened to this and you're like, great, I hear what you're saying, but I want to see it as a visual email me brook at softfleet.com and I will send you out this visual guide so you can navigate the DFAC and build a healthy plate based on your activity.
1: Word. And if you guys need to get a hold of me with anything, you know where to reach me, george at softleet.com or on Instagram at coach underscore GB3. Again, hey guys, thank you for all the support um, of listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. If you haven't headed over and checked out any of our training programs or our nutrition app, please head over to train.softleet.com. Check us out. Get set up. We do offer... Two different plans. We have the basic uh, plan, and then we have the all-access plan. And within those two different plans, you get to go ahead and see what we have to offer in terms of training and nutrition. Um, I'm not going to lie to you before we end this, though, Brooke, I, I, I got to walk an individual through the whole process of how to sign up and show them everything within the app the other day while I was in the coffee shop. And I hadn't checked the nutrition side in a while just because I've been other, I'd be honest, I haven't checked the nutrition side, I've just been super busy. You've been
0: busy training for a 100 miler, dude. It's all good. Yeah,
1: and working, obviously. Well, Guys, yeah. I do work. I do work, all right?
0: <laughs> I don't know when you sleep is what I want to know. Oh, <laughs> That's what me. I don't oh, get.
1: Oh, I sleep a lot. But, yeah, <laughs> good. I do get my work done. Um, going back to that, and it just made me lost my, my train of thought. I totally forgot what I was going to say. What was I? You going walked someone
0: that? through the app and you hadn't seen the oh, nutrition yeah. side? Oh, yeah.
1: So the whole idea of the recipes now, you can go in and pick whatever recipe you want in the app and you can cook for that day.
0: Yeah, well, this is what I tell people. They're like, have you ever thought about doing a Soft leaf cookbook? I'm like, no, because the Fuck app yeah. is a living Soft Leak cookbook. The app is. already is. It's got hundreds and hundreds of recipes in there and you can search now. So you can search like, oh, yep. I want some chicken, whatever. And it pops up and it automatically scales to your needs based on everything you put in for your goals and your nutrition profile. And then you can cook whatever you want and you can, That's you can meal prep it out. And now we have the meal prep multiplier. So it's like, well, I want to make the same thing for lunch every week. All right. Multiply by five. It gives you like a mass prep list and you just cook from there. We're trying yeah. to make it as easy as possible. Like it's, yeah dumbing it down to like super simple.
1: And <laughs> it, it, it is, it's great. That's what I was, showing, I was showing the guy and he's like, man, I was like, I need to get my nutrition on point. I was like, well, come check out the nutrition stuff. And I started scrolling through and showing him. And he was like, dude, this is so awesome. And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, let me show you the training side of things also. I showed him the training side of things. He's like, wait a minute. So the program is in there, the videos are there and you just go, it's like, yeah. He was like, what the fuck? And I was like, granted, we're working through and making it better as much as we can, but we're trying to give you the best product possible in the nutrition side of the house. I was just like, oh, my God, I can search for whatever recipe I want. And it's yeah, literally there.
0: You hadn't seen those new features. And there's some no. new, really exciting ones I'm not going to talk about yet that are soon this summer. Lots of other new features and exciting new things coming out that I'm sure we'll be talking about on a podcast here in the near future.
1: Awesome. So, yeah, guys, if you haven't checked out the softly app and haven't checked out the nutrition side of things. And even if you're not following the program and you just buy it for the nutrition stuff, you're going to get your money's worth. I promise that the, the information and the creativity that Brooke has put into there in terms of the nutrition and the, and the recipes through the roof. So, um, again, guys, any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Thank you for listening until next time. Bye. Laters.